my mission, I suppose, is to really redo the concept of love that people have and have been programmed with and conditioned with, um, because I think it's, you know, it causes a lot more anxiety, the, uh, the, the <laughs> concept that we have of it, than it does uh, create love and ease uh, and relaxation. Hey, I'm your host, Ronya Sakata, queen of joy, that's how my friends call me, talking to you from Zurich, Switzerland. I want to make this world more joyful and playful and colorful because we don't have a guarantee for tomorrow, so let's enjoy today. Will you join me? I'm all in. I founded the Joy Academy for exactly that reason and on the Let's Create Joy podcast we talk visions, dreams, self-care, habits, challenges, creating joy and much more in motivational solo episodes at the beginning of the month and inspiring talks with my wonderful guests. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at joyismycompass for getting fun and tangible daily inspiration for our monthly topic. You make the difference and you are the most important person in your life. Yes, we can live our best lives right now while we have our big vision in our head and heart. Let's dive right in. Enjoy! Welcome, Flora Ong, to the Let's Create Joy podcast. I'm so happy to have you here as my guest. Please tell the audience who you are, what you do, maybe also where you live. And then we dive into the joy questions. What brings you joy and how do you create joy? Hey, hi, Rania. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I, uh, my name is Flora Ong. I am the founder of Redo Love, uh, and I'm a dating and relationship coach. I focus on attachment styles as a way to help people understand their subconscious motivations so that they can actually find the love that they want and deserve. Um, and so I... Well, I guess we'll talk more about it, but, uh, <laughs> you know, my, my mission, I suppose, is to really redo the concept of love that people have and have been programmed with and conditioned with, um, because I think it's, you know, it causes a lot more anxiety, the, uh, the, the <laughs> concept that we have of it, than it does uh, create love and ease uh, and relaxation. So ultimately, that's what I promise in my coaching program is really just peace and ease in the process of dating and relationships. Um, what brings me joy? Jeez. <laughs> Start out with the hard questions, why don't you? Um, yeah, it's so general. And then when you go into the nitty gritty, it's like, oh, what actually brings me joy? And that's the interesting part, right? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, really love brings me joy and i know that kind of sounds cheesy in some way but um uh really really reaching for like love every day and i i you know we tried to do this once before so now that we're back i will say again when i have to you know look for love in my life i really look towards my kids um and just that pure unconditional love and that's something that's really been a practice for me not to say that I don't love my kids obviously I love my kids and I always have but um reminding myself that that in it in and of itself just that love is joy has definitely been a practice um you know sometimes you love them so much I'm already getting emotional <laughs> sometimes you love them so much you feel guilty that you know I'm a single mom right so you feel guilty that you can't give them everything or do everything you know so sometimes that love becomes like associated with feelings of inadequacy or feelings of guilt you know so when i say it's a practice to remind myself of just the unconditional joy that it brings that's you know what i'm referring to is really letting go of all of the um superficial things right and just remembering the pure uh joy and love um but the uh, you know, other than that, like my practical day-to-day -day ways of bringing joy into my life are definitely exercise and meditation. 
um, solid, like have to do that five days a week. Uh, and if I don't, I'm, I, I can't, I can't tune into that joyful love. <laughs> you know what I mean? All I hear is the, ah, rah, 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 mommy do this, mommy do that. So <laughs> in order to be able to tune into that joy, I really have to, uh, you know, you have, I feel like people have to have a practice of self care. And for me, that's meditation and um, exercise. What kind of exercise and meditation do you do? You do? Because that field is gigantic too, right? That's true, yeah. Um, I do, uh, for exercise, I do something. I, it's actually in a lot of countries now, Barry's Boot Camp. I don't know if you guys have it um, no, where you are. But it's, uh, it's kind of like this hit style exercise. It's pretty aggressive and pretty intense. Um, I used to do CrossFit, which I loved. Uh, so I really, you know, weight training for me is really important. Um, so whatever gives me the opportunity to, you know, like lift some heavy things. <laughs> um, I think it's really important to the female body, especially. I think we underestimate how important um, actually building muscle is. And, uh, you know, in fact, I started as a health coach. And one of the reasons I, I became a health coach was because I saw the difference that doing weight training had in my body. Like it really changed my body completely rather than just trying to like diet and starve myself or rather than just trying to, you know, run, um, which doesn't really build the, the physique that I, you know, I wanted um, to build. So, uh, you know, weight training is, I would say, number one and yoga, too. Um, because I've just been practicing that for over 20 years and it feels good in my body and my body knows it. And it's kind of like a comfort, you know, it's kind of like a coming home every time I, I do it. Um, and then in terms of meditation, I do a lot of lead meditations. So um, I really like to listen to somebody kind of leading me and guiding me into either questions that I want to ask, you know, that I'm kind of struggling with or, um, positive affirmation or, you know, but just some sort of guidance that gives me a roadmap, uh, whether it's to feeling positive for the day or whether to, whether it's to exploring something that I'm kind of struggling with and trying to deal with. And because I really I find, of, sorry, I was just quickly going to say, I find most, these days I find most of my meditations on YouTube. So okay. it's really like anything, you know? <laughs> So maybe you have some tips for show notes, you know, like your three favorite ones yeah. or something like Definitely. that. So try uh -huh. and test. That would be so cool. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. guided meditations too. You know, it's like, you know, your brain is active even though you're relaxed, but you don't have to focus on thinking nothing. I think for most people, it's like meditation is boring. I can't do it. I can't sit still. But when you're like, you have like story time in your brain, it's so soothing and, and you get answers from within. That's how I work in the Joy Academy. And it's just brilliant how much wisdom you can extract out of yourself with meditation if it's guided. Yeah, and of course, after a certain time, you can do it yourself. But, but it's, it's uh, sitting still, Zen style. I think that's like next level meditation you don't have to start with that otherwise you can yeah. think it's so boring i can't do this yeah yeah i totally agree i mean it, it i think that starting with guided meditation because that's how i started and i continue to practice it um i think it made the difference from exactly what you're saying from being like oh i can't sit still for that long and you know what am I going to do? And then your mind's running with thoughts, the same thoughts anyway, right? You're creating your list in your brain of what you did or didn't do that day. You're like, oh, shit, I forgot that, you know, and your mind just goes away with it. So when you have that guidance, that story, that, you know, words to listen to, it really um, changes the game. And now I, I don't think, like, it's unhealthy for me to be without meditation for too long. And before I was not a person who ever thought I would meditate ever, you know? So, yeah. So cool. And how much time and when do you put that into your day? Because that's the struggle for most people. Like I have no time for meditation. I have no time for exercise. That's my excuse. I really want to do more exercise. And then I'm like, oh, well, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, 
even though I know it's good for me. So, so can you tell us your secret, how to be consistent with, with both of these practices? Um, for me, so there's a couple of things that I will say. It's one of the reasons that I think we don't do it is because we're constantly focused on, oh God, I got to get out of bed. Oh God, I got to like, you know, get dressed right now and, and go to the gym and, or wherever, you know, or go like sit down and be still. And there's this whole, you get caught up with the whole idea of like what you have to do to get to that thing that you kind of sort of don't really, you know, that seems intense or heavy to do. And it's like overwhelming. And we forget to think about how we feel afterwards, which is really why we do it, right? There's never been a time that I've gone to exercise and I've been like, damn, I regret doing that. You know, I've never once walked out of a class, even if I, well, I wasn't at my best and I was feeling weak, I was never like, oh, I shouldn't have come today. You know, there's never been one time like that. And if anything, it always makes me feel, you know, better. It makes me feel like I've accomplished something in the day. And, you know, I've gotten this thing that um, is important to be done. And ultimately, again, it really is, it's not because if it's for superficial reasons, like I want to be skinny or, um, you know, whatever the superficial reason is, it's not going to work. If you start to see the actual mental health benefits that this stuff has for you, then it's like you kind of can't live without it. Like you might go a few days or this is what happens to me once in a while ago, like two days. And I'm like, oh my God, I like, I, I'm losing my mind. I, I can't sit still. I'm completely anxious. I don't, you know, I don't feel good. My, my mood is down. I'm nervous, you know, unnecessarily. And then I'll just go next time. And he's like, oh, it's okay. You know, <laughs> like everything's okay. <laughs> you know, I let it all out. I got all that, like <laughs> all that nervous energy I had has an outlet now, you know? And I think when you're go from not exercising to exercising, that's the hardest part because it's your mind, your subconscious mind does not believe that there is this great benefit on the other side. So in the beginning, there was a little bit of like kind of, you do have to kind of like push your way through that first uh, initial period where you're just kind of, you're not seeing results, you're not feeling great because it's hard, you know? Um, but that that pushing through and getting to the place where it feels good, that is what your subconscious needs in order to to believe believe in the benefits, you know? And that's kind of with everything, right? You know, one of your most famous TikToks is is um, don't send the text. I love I love that one. If you write out the text to your new lover or the old lover you don't you're not sure about anymore in a note before you send it don't send it i love that so much and that's kind of a habit too like well i have to do that because that's what i do right and then you right. you guide people to push through to build new habits in that realm yeah i mean that's you know ultimately um that's what i i do and it's not about it's funny because TikTok is such a funny place where people see one TikTok and they're like, you can't give advice like that. I mean, for the most part, you know, that one had really positive feedback, but then there's these people that are like, you know, you can't just dole out advice. But the reality is with the subconscious, right? Like that's like, ultimately I do focus on attachment styles, but they're just for me, like an into your subconscious, right? And so your subconscious is responsible for 90 to 95 95 to 97% of every decision you make. Um, and uh, sorry, so you've got you to be no a friend time. with your subconscious, right? Like that's right, right? It's crazy. Yeah, you better know what's really leading you. And the thing with the subconscious is it always seeks the familiar. It's comfortable in the familiar, even if the familiar is not healthy, even if the familiar is toxic even if the familiar is not good for you, it always seeks the familiar because it knows how to deal with it, right? And so that's why you see people going, uh, you know, eating a lot, like we just started talking about that, right? Like I have this habit of eating at night, right? Because I, there's like a subconscious comfort 
in food for me, right? But like in terms of relationships, which is like really what I focus on, um, it, you know, you will, this is why a lot of people end up continuously in toxic relationships or continuously in abusive relationships even because there's a pattern that formed when they were very young before they can even remember. And they now relive that pattern all the time, right? They're just constantly reliving that pattern, not because their conscious mind understands like, this is not good for me. This is not healthy. This doesn't feel, you know, I know this is wrong, but their subconscious is comfortable within that environment because that's all they've ever known. Um, and that's how they've kind of been raised, you know, in one way or another, some version of that, you know, um, and they, you know, continue to, to do the same pattern over and over. So all the way back to that text, uh, to that um, TikTok about the text, it's not so much about sending or not sending the text. It's more about not doing what you normally do. Right, because you're subconscious. So like interrupting you're, the pattern. Pattern, exactly, exactly. That's right. But I just like the fact if you are with somebody where you can't just write a text and send it, you have to first rehearse and tweak it before you can send it. That was really like, oh wow, that's that's a big thing. That's that's like yeah. you you realize like oh. I see the difference when I text my friend, I can just write a text and send it without overthinking. But if I do that, that's probably when I shouldn't send the text. I love that. It's yeah, so I'm glad. It's like, oops, you <laughs> I appreciate that you, you got that like nuance of it, right? And I think what happens too in, these, in this day and age, especially with like online dating, uh, remind me where you are again. You're in Sweden? Zurich, Switzerland. Oh, Switzerland. Okay. So I, I don't know. Is online dating as big there as it is in America? I, I think so. You know, I met my husband before Facebook, before Instagram, before anything oh, yeah. like that. It's like only email, no Skype, no anything. So it's kind of, I have no clue about online dating other than in my coaching, you know, when people tell me about it or they're like um, defeated or, or then like, one one uh, neighbor of me, a friend, she said, like, you know this guy. Like, Tinder tells me that you know this guy because you're a Facebook friend. I don't, I don't even have a Tinder, you know, never used it. Like, wow, they're, they're even connected there. And I yeah. um, could affirm that this guy is a really good guy. And uh, she better, yeah. better get snatched up. <laughs> So yeah, I have no idea about online dating, but I, I'm, I'm amazed by, you know, the possibilities and also mm -hmm. like, I mean, what's happening there is so sick. Sometimes it's like, oh my God, yeah. I'm so happy that, that I know. You don't have to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lucky you. Um, but what I was going to say is that our standards for communication because of online dating have fallen so much you know that we're willing to we forget even that you can have a normal relationship where you get on the phone and you talk or you're like in person and you have real conversations you know um we are so now used to like having a, a relationship like through our phone essentially you know through texting through not really properly communicating and you start to feel like that's that's a real relationship where it just isn't you know if you're not face to face with somebody if you are not smelling them if literally the pheromones are like part of you know how attracted you actually viscerally are to somebody you know if you don't get to that stage of things then you forget that uh that stage of things is possible you know i always tell when when somebody is looking for love you know and having problems with this guy and that one i'm like love should be so easy i know it's a that's again cheesy but i think everything else is just not working and not long term if it's exhausting in the first two weeks so why would you be with that person for 10 years like it should be easy it should be fun you should you should 
say what you want anytime and and don't like overthink it and just like if it works it works and otherwise it doesn't and then just it can be a friend maybe but like come on people it should be so easy i don't know if that's just like a cute device but not not at all um realistic but i think we shouldn't be realistic you know in not in nothing yeah yeah it's uh it's simple it seems so simple and yet when you you know it's also it's kind of like subconscious conditioning right so like when you're constantly faced with like this is all i'm getting this is all i'm getting this is all i'm getting and now you're somebody's willing to have a little bit more of a conversation with you or getting somewhat involved you think like that's a lot because all you've been getting is this like breadcrumbing or these like you know barely any kind of effort um and so when somebody's willing to do like one extra thing you're like oh, this is this is better this is good but it's not it's not good it's just better than you know the crap that was here um and so you know <laughs> reminding <laughs> reminding people that you know you can have that you can have ease it can be like relaxed it can just happen it can be organic it doesn't have to be forced and pulled and pushed but you know it's hard again when you're subconsciously like programming yourself like just in your phone all the time to really re remember that you know there is this whole other normal relationship to be had somewhere <laughs> And how do you how do you coach your clients? Like, if I would be a desperate um, online dater and and like, where where is my dream guy? What what do you do with me? Well, you know, ultimately, uh, I think we all know it comes back to us, right? So, um, if you're desperately seeking love, what you know we go into, we start kind of breaking down what the desperation is about, right? Um, and I do a lot of work with programming and conditioning and breaking down like all of the messaging that you've gotten growing up as a result of your culture and where, you know, how you grew up and the ideas around love, right? And that, again, that's like why the name of my brand is We Do Love, because we've receive these messages that we're supposed to find the one um, and we're supposed to get married and we're supposed to stay married for 60 years and be happily ever after the whole entire time. Um, and the one and, should save me and make me happy, right? Yeah, yeah. And they have to make me happy. Exactly. Like yes. it's not up to me <laughs> to make myself happy. So it's funny because, well, and I think it's funny. Um, <laughs> the name of my program is called Finding the One. But I always say this spoiler alert, you are the one, you know. And so what we're really looking for is you, your ability to generate that happiness for yourself, that joy for yourself, your ability to see your worth first. And from there, you know, things like kind of happen more naturally and come more naturally. And you are more willing to accept and deal with the things, you know, things that do kind of come and go rather than trying to be fixated on the one thing that, you know, that one person that uh, you think is going to change your life. You know, you start realizing that you're somebody externally to change what you're feeling inside and it's just not realistic you know? yeah and you give so much power away and it's also exhausting to to wait for everything you want like from the outside and the pressure for the other person is insane so it's just like let's let's don't do that right yeah well it's you know exactly what you just said you you end up sabotaging the relationship because what happens is just that you are putting so much pressure on this other person to make you know to make you happy like how in god's name can you expect something outside of yourself to really make you happy and then like you said put that pressure on the other person and then once that person starts feeling the pressure then you start having all these kinds of you know, problems in the relationship or this person starts pulling away and then you get more potentially even more clingy. 
um, you know, wanting to keep that person, which pushes them further away. And, you know, then we have this whole, uh, you know, and then we can get into attachment styles and stuff, but, um, but it, it, it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, like what you're so afraid will happen. You get so fixated on it and so focused on it that you make it happen, even though it's totally what you don't want, but the fixation on it drives it away. Do you work with um, Byron Katie's um, technique too? Do you know that one? Um, I know it. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, it's such a like simple thing in a way, right? I mean, it's like beautiful, right? In its simplicity. And so I think that the conversation comes up just naturally, but I don't like, it's not a technique of mine that I use. I think if anything, it's just kind of like, you know, I definitely will ask my clients, like, is that actually true? <laughs> you know, you're saying he doesn't like you, but is that actually true? Do you know that for a fact, right? So it's, uh, you know, I think those questions somehow are kind of uh, organic and, um, and, and inherent in the conversation, but not, it's not like a technique of mine per se. I, I tell about this technique in the Choi Academy to just, it's like one tool for your toolbox. And, and one client once said, you know, before my husband even came home, I, I started out an argument in my head with him. And then I, I didn't have to have the argument. And that's just brilliant, I think, because so many things are just in our head, like he should have done this or whatever. And like the, again, the head start you can give yourself to do the whole thing in your head and, and on paper, sort it out. And then you're like, huh, I don't have to yell at him when he comes home. And then of course you have a more peaceful evening or more fun or more joy in it. If you're not um, attacking a person coming home and that works for kids too, right? If you're like yeah. letting they, they enter the door and you're like, why didn't you do that trash can thing? Like, it's like, I don't want, way so um why would you do that with other people right yeah it's a it's a really it's it's really I love beautiful sorry no no i love the iron video there is one on youtube you can check her out there where somebody is concerned about boyfriend she will marry but she never she didn't even met the boyfriend but her future boyfriend will divorce her anyway because of this and she was like okay so <laughs> the guy you've never met <laughs> you're already divorcing him in your mind like how can he possibly have a good start in your relationship when you're doing all this mind trash in the beginning yeah. yeah yeah it's really like the mind you just have no idea how strong your mind is. In fact, I heard this study yesterday that um, they gave, uh, they they did a test, you know, kind of test the mind, um, and they gave people who had cancer a placebo chemo treatment um, that said, so one group had the chemo actually, and then the next group had a placebo um, and they were the control group and they told them, you know, you're getting chemo, you're going to, you know, these are the, you can lose your hair, you'll be sick, you won't feel good, you know. Um, they have both groups. Um, you know, after percent of the placebo group lost their hair because they believed that they were having chemo and that that is the result of having chemo, but they weren't actually getting it. It was just salt water, right? Saline water. So that is the literally the power of the mind. Now imagine you are telling yourself for a lifetime that my future husband is going to divorce me before you even met <laughs> this person at all. You are just create you create your own reality, right? Like you actually with your mind. The things that you say to yourself, the way that you speak to yourself creates your reality. And I say this coming from like coming from New York, coming from a Russian Jewish background. I say this all to say that 
not the most positive messaging like <laughs> world. You know, there's all the guilt in the Jewish like culture. There's all the like misery of the Russian culture. You know, just kinds of that that negative like uh, culture. You know, that coming out of that negative culture of like communism and you know against everything. And then you know, just being a hard ish New Yorker. Um, so all of that, like, I, you know, I, I was never nice to myself. I didn't, I was, oh, I always wanted to be, look different. I wasn't skinny enough. I wasn't smart enough, you know, and all the things we all do to ourselves, regardless of what culture you come from. Um, but I, I have been able through this work that I've done and this work that I offer in my program, you know, really been able to change the way that my mind works and see how the difference between what it was like to be in that negative mindset versus what it's like now to have the tools to get myself out of it even when my brain does go there it's a whole different um experience of life really it's a different reality right it's like yeah. a parallel yeah. universe and that's what's fascinating to me by the way, I hate that cancer study. Like, couldn't they have told them, like, you will get so much healthier? You know, like, losing the hair is a is a brutal proof for placebo yeah. effect. It could have been a positive yeah. one. <laughs> But it's, it's you know, it, it, I think it really highlights, number one, how, how scary it is to talk to yourself negatively or to say, you know, predict a negative, like, future. And not only in mentally, but it manifests physically right like you're the way that you think there's a physical manifestation and the hair loss is you know a heavy proof to your point but um the way that you're you know you think you're sitting across the date and you're coming off really like you know this person that is assuming she's going to be divorced right <laughs> like by her unmet boyfriend yet And she, now she's sitting on a date and she thinks she's being all friendly and cute and, you know, like wanting it. But there's all this subconscious stuff coming across in the way that she's acting and her lack of, um, uh, you know, uh, self-worth, right? And her lack of self-confidence in uh, you, that she's not even understanding is coming across because of the way that she's thinking, you know? Absolutely. And, and like, With your mindset, this or that way, you can have the exact same experience in a day, in the same city, in the same, and you just see different things, you hear different things, you have different conversations. Like people say, I mean, compared to New York, Zurich is so cute. It's like a little tiny village, but in Switzerland, it's the biggest city, you know. And, and, <laughs> people from Zurich are like arrogant and cold you don't make friends here and I love this city so much and when I you know every car stops for for walk if there is no no red light it's like what are you talking about but if I'm in a grumpy mood it doesn't work out at all you know it's like people bump into me at the in the supermarket like it's Yeah, you could you have to prove right away and it's just so 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 valuable to focus on your mindset it's like the biggest yeah. reward is your reality you are creating yourself exactly yeah uh it's it is it's the biggest um it's the biggest gift you can give yourself and it's when are your clients realizing that you are not doing actually the love thing they you're changing their whole life to, for the better um i don't know exactly when they realize it um you know obviously i do tell them what the program's about as they as they come through but um i think you know a lot of times i've connected with clients after the program like a month two months after the program or even longer than that and you know they just have the most beautiful beautiful things to say uh you know that they're still using the tools and that they're still Uh, I have clients coming back to me after a year and saying, like, I was just so happy when, you know, when we were working together, like, we need to, be, like, I have to start again now because, you know, they recognize that, like, the, the focus 
um, you know, and with accounts, the accountability, I think, makes all the difference, right? Because life happens, you get busy, you forget to meditate, you forget, you know, to stay focused on your self-care, on your mental health, and life takes over again, right? And it's like anything, it's like a muscle. If you're not practicing, if you're not lifting the weight, if you're not staying on the diet, you're going to lose the result, right? So you have to kind of keep at it. And if you are, um, if you're not keeping at it, you know, things kind of go <laughs> back to where they were. So it's either I have the clients that on the other side of it have stayed with it and continue to like find other work that, you know, fulfills them in a similar way or the clients that have fallen off and they're like, I need to get back to this. Like, let's, you know, let's re restart the work together. So, um, I think a lot of the beauty is in the after effects uh, of it. I mean, there's a lot of revelation within the program, but then like really seeing the impact on life um, makes a really big difference. How long, how long is your program? Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Yeah. And, and what is the number you have in your mind for building a new habit? Because there are so many different numbers. How many days, you know, there are like 21, 30, 66. <laughs> And you, that that article was actually proven untrue. The one that said 21 days, right? 21 days to build a new habit. Um, I don't believe any of it. I what I believe in is um, creating healthy boundaries with yourself. I mean, with other people as needed, of course, but creating healthy boundaries with yourself and filling your brain because this is this. Repetition and emotion create your personality and create your reality, right? So repetition in and of itself will create your reality. And so, and, and if there's emotion with the repetition, that will like really imprint in your um, neural pathways, right? And that's how we get conditioned as children. So my like advice to anybody trying to change their mindset is to fill their space, their brain space, with as much positive reinforcement as possible. So I listen to like podcasts all day long that are telling me the messaging, either teaching me something that you know I can I can then learn for myself, or like really delving into positive mindset. I'm a big fan of just listening to Abraham Hicks, you know, who Abraham Hicks is, right? So it's not so much, yeah, I mean, I love it too, but it's not to say that you have, that's the route you need to take. Like you can take any route you want because some people don't jive with it and I get that too, but it's listening to the fact that the possibilities are endless, that you can make anything happen, that your reality can be whatever you want it to be. So I fill my brain all day long, like, with messaging like that. And even my TikTok, because you know I love TikTok, <laughs> um, is all either educational or positive message based. You know, there's nothing in there that is leading me down a, a path of like negative thinking. And if it is, I just don't, you know, if I see something like that, I just don't watch it or I just don't look at it. You know, I swipe it away. So it doesn't feed my, uh, my conditioning because I understand now what creates my mindset right so i want to fill that with as much positive messaging as possible so how long does it take i don't know but <laughs> i know that the more positive messaging the more kinds of comfortable you are setting boundaries with people that aren't filling your cup in that way the better um the better your mind will end up naturally being Yeah, and it's like like eating food. If you put crap into your body, it reacts to that. And if you eat, I don't. I'm not a fan of like you need clean eating 100%. But if you enjoy this burger of whatever chain, really, really, and all these French fries, I think it's just a good thing then to eat that. But but like unconsciously consuming crap with your mind or your body is just uh, has an impact yeah yeah it really does um and it's you know really important to like note that you have kids right i have one daughter yeah okay how old is she she will turn 12 in november 
everything. Okay, I have a 13-year-old boy and an eight-year-old girl. Um, but I mean, listen, I can't even say that I've been the best at monitoring enough what my kids watch, but just knowing how the mind develops, it is, you know, if I can give, again, to moms or parents, uh, if I could give any advice, it's stave off that YouTube and stave off that iPad, on, like, as long as possible, you know, as long as possible. If you can keep them off of screens and keep them learning and developing in natural ways, you know, where you're encouraging their mindset, um, the better, because once they get on those devices, and my kids are on them, so I'm not, no judgment here, right, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but if I could do it all over again, you know, I would really, uh, yeah, kind of hold that off until they were like <laughs> as old as possible. You know, we're really but I, I just watched a, a little scary wee clip like five minutes before we got <laughs> on, and the mother asked him, "What? How can I control what they're watching?" And um, he said, "Look, first, don't let them on the device. But second, it, it might be too late. But the second thing is like build up their natural confidence as much as possible, and then they're not." they're not in danger at all. And I think that's, yes. that's my path too. like talking a lot about things, informing her about really bad things, which can happen and, and building a good relationship that she knows she can talk to me about anything, no shame or, or like if, if something is scary. Yeah, because, you know, in Japan, my husband is Japanese and in Japan, television is just on 24 seven, I think. I mean, I, I lived in the in the US as a kid and I was amazed by the televisions in every room. There is one like, wow. And it was still, you know, the, the big, yeah. big cardboard boxes kind of television back then. And um, yeah, so for my husband, that was not a, not a question that she can have like screen time. And she was even, I was, I was growing up without a television. And I was so scared, you know, third grade birthday party. We watched some black and white. I'm that old. <laughs> black and white children movie. And one kidnapped an airplane and they were kind of like falling from one airplane to the other. It was fun, but I was terrified. I was sitting there like this redhead and everybody was laughing at me. And when I told Miko when she was really small, like, don't watch this. It was a, a, a Japanese um, for kids, you know, anime of Draymond. And she she told me like, if you're scared, Mama, just don't watch it. Because <laughs> I crawled under the bed and watched her anime there. So um, yeah, I think my path is now just to build her confidence and really, really, really um, have a lot of conversations about. I mean. Did you see that it was a, a, a study, a study or a test from Denmark? They built five different teeny rooms on a set, and and um, grown-up actors, actresses, they they dressed and did makeup like teenies, like twelve-year-olds. They were twenty years old, but like petite persons. So, and they made an Instagram account and. And what they recorded, what came in, like dick pics and and grooming, you know, and just show me a little bit your breasts and like, oh my god, like within five minutes, first the first um, male approached them. It's sickening. Wow. And, and That's I want nice. to watch that, that documentation with her, just that she knows, like. Yeah. She said, Mama, I won't chat with a stranger, but yeah, they can yeah. act as a girl, you know, they can really right, right, right. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's important to inform. So I, I, I saw that Gary Vee clip, by the way. I saw that TikTok. Okay. <laughs> I've seen it. I completely agree. Um, and I, I was also, I was a latchkey kid, right? Which I don't know if you know what that means, but it means my mom worked when I was little. So I would come home at, you know, after school at two o'clock and she didn't get home till like seven o'clock and I watched TV the whole entire time, you know? So I'm, I'm a product <laughs> of television and, you know, the TV generation. And again, just now understanding um, how we are conditioned, right? And we're conditioned by what we're watching, especially when you're watching TV, you're in a 
I'm pretty sure it's an alpha state, which is kind of like a med or a theta state, a meditative, it's a theta state, not alpha, a meditative state. Um, you are really like, it's really seeping into your subconscious. So again, like I, 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 I because I know it's possible to change, filling their cup with self-confidence is, you know, the other side of it. And I 1000% agree with that. And if you can mitigate the messaging that they're seeing all the time in one way or another, um, it's really important. But ultimately, I think that the, you know, the, the parental relationship, the love, the self-confidence that they build up um, in their lives is going to win over anything they've seen on television. Yeah. And, you know, if it's not a screen, I mean... Mika came home from kindergarten and some kids had elder siblings. So like all the swear words. Yes. Yes. They were they were like yeah. on 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 uh, on loop. So she right. came home and asked me what is the wonker? What is it like everything? Like what what means fucking? And I I'm just a really big fan of honest answers. And then she was right. like, oh, okay. And then the whole the whole mystery around the words of the boys using like yeah, was yeah. gone. And she was like totally like, oh whatever, you know, I'm not impressed by your you you I told her, I bet they even don't know what they're saying, you know? Right. So right. um yeah. the power of being informed and ahead of of everybody with information, I think that's yeah. that's a big one. And yeah, yeah, I totally like, you know, I'm not, I, I love to swear and I think it's just weird if you are behaving different in front of your kids because we shouldn't swear. That's a Gary Wee thing too. I love him for that. Like, why? Should, and you know, the, the song of, uh, is it Lily Allen? Fuck you. Da, 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 da. There is a, a kid's version now or a centered version where she's not so yeah, we love that song yeah. in our family. So, yeah, this podcast is you are allowed to swear, and uh, I don't okay. take. I was I was holding it in, but um, good to know. Um, yeah, I agree too. I've always let my kids listen. I listen to a lot of rap music. There's a lot of cursing, oh, whatever, and you know they know yeah, that it has. Talk about it and and yeah. what what what's in the lyrics? You know, like then you can choose. Well. Yeah. I don't use that word because I choose so. So, yeah. 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 I, think I agree. This whole censoring, like the beep, beep in America, like, come on. Come on. It's, it's for so what? Sad. You know, what is, what's the point? What's the point? Don't, get, don't get me started on America. <laughs> like, I'm ready I, to I leave. I love America so much. You know, I was living in Iowa City. Oh, really? We were there a whole Perfect. year and we had such a great time. My father was working there in a hydraulic um, research lab and a lot of international cool people. And we're still in touch. And the children of them, we were friends or we are friends. And now our children are friends. So it's so, yeah. So I, awesome. I have a deep love for, for America. And then I'm amazed about some things like, okay, okay. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna start talking to you soon about uh, adopting me so that I can move <laughs> with you to Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. Switzerland. I don't know what age the adoption thing is cut off, but I need an in. <laughs> I I think yeah, Switzerland is so beautiful, but it's uh, yeah, there is there is a culture shock of another kind, you know, because we're stubborn narrow-minded mountain people without uh -huh. any outlook to the world we're like we are so so on our own you know we're not yeah. participating in the you and um we're self-sufficient no we're not like oh come on yeah it's it's but i love to live here and yeah it's it's a good mix it's a good mix yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I won't, I won't get into the politics of America right now. I don't think that's what yeah. this joyful podcast is about. I, I wanted to say that's not bringing a lot of joy at the moment. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, in your 
in your um, everyday life, you said meditation workouts, that's like a set thing five times a week. What are like the little sprinkles you put into your day? Like the little moments, I'm sure you are aware of them because I think there is like the trick and the beauty lies in the little things and, and uh, uh, appreciating them. So what are some of, of your favorites? So I actually have affirmations in my phone that um, are, you know, kind of like an alarm every three hours. They come through and I take a moment to look and remind myself, you know, that like, this is, this is that. And I can say it's been really working uh, well, you know, some of them have really, um, yeah, it really, it's a, it's a great reminder, you know, of things. And even if you don't believe them at first, just kind of seeing them every day, you start recognizing again, it's like the subconscious thing. It's like the repetition um, starts to make you believe it. Um, and, you know, just there's something called your reticular activating system, right? I don't know if you're familiar, um, but it is, you know, basically it is the mind's filter. And so because we see so much stuff all day, it would be impossible for our mind to hold everything, right? So when you like say, oh, I want to buy a white car, you start seeing white cars all over the road, right? And that's your reticular activating system, focusing on that thing that you now want or are thinking about. And so um, that these affirmations kind of help, right? Because one of my affirmations, let's say, is I get everything I ask for, right? And I start noticing like, oh, I'm gonna go somewhere and I, I'm worried about parking. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna find parking find parking, you know, like, or, you know, small little things, but these small little things start becoming true, right? Now, everything I ask for, it kind of happens, right? And so now I'm like, oh, <laughs> what's next, <laughs> you know? So it's, again, it's kind of like, it's playing with the neuro, neuropsychology or neurobiology of the mind itself, right? Um, and using that knowledge to then help you achieve the things that you are trying to achieve and you know, bring joy into your life. So that the affirmation thing is like one of the small things um, that I do. And then, you know, for me, um, connecting with people is really important. So I, I, I do work from home, um, but I, you know, schedule Zoom calls, um, even, you know, even this conversation, right, for me, it is like, it's giving me life, it's giving me joy, it's giving me um, love because I love to do this and I love to talk about this stuff. So, you know, just making sure that I have my personal connections throughout the day, one way or another, whether it's through what I do, which I love, or whether it's just kind of getting on the phone with a friend and making sure like I get connected or with my mom or my grandfather or, you know, my kids, um, that really brings me, you know, to homeostasis, I would say. Is your homeostasis joy? Um, that's so cute. <laughs> is my homeostasis joy? My, I would say it's content, you know, it's feeling like fulfilled. I would like to think it's feeling fulfilled. Not always, right? We're all human. Yeah, my... but like homeostasis is not always <laughs> yeah. achieved too. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, I would like to think it's like contentment. I've done what I you know, set out to do kind of for the day, I'm on a path like that, I know where I'm going. Um, and it feels, you know, I feel supported. And when I say that, I don't mean by like necessarily other people, but just supported kinds of by, let's say the universe, or, you know, I believe that the universe is my higher self, right? So that there's, it, it, there's like something, somebody, some version of me watching out for me <laughs> today, you know? So, so yeah, but joy, joy is like, you know, joy, there's bits of joy throughout the day. I wouldn't say that the whole thing is, is always. Yeah, joy. but content is very close to joy, right? It's like, but yeah, sometimes content means joy for me. Like joy, sometimes it's loud and sometimes it's very quiet. Like just, it's, 
Abraham Hicks says satisfaction. I love this word. It's like juicy, you know, like satisfaction, joy, like, mm, it's just, yeah. And sometimes it's really quiet, only me and me and like, oh, this feels so good. And then you can give that the title of content or joy or yeah, it's a, it's a, a question of, of a definition, right? I love that. You know, I feel like this this word like joy and happiness, right? It it has to your like I love that you said loud. Sometimes it's loud and sometimes it's quiet. I think that's so beautiful because I think people expect joy and they expect happiness to be up here, you know? Um and it's funny, it's like my own conditioning, right? That I said contentment, right? Because I don't I want people to realize or understand that it's achievable. You don't have to be up here all the time you don't have to be loud right but you can have that quiet uh to your point you know quiet joy quiet like contentment quiet fulfillment right it doesn't it's not always up there so i really appreciate that i like that yes beautiful how you pointed that out now i had a client once she said you know i have to be more like like in my business i have to be louder i have to be clearer like i said you can be whispering and be very clear and a good leader you don't have to be loud if that's against your inner being just don't pretend to be to be loud if you if loud is just not appealing to you i was teaching teenagers for 12 years in a professional school and when i was really angry i was whispering and then they were, were listening if you're yelling you're losing anyway in in even if uh, in a in a fight with a, a partner or a kid like if you're whispering like then it's really powerful i think so yeah it can be loud it can be quiet anything i think and it's yeah. for me it's so important that you find out how you want to be and and you don't have to be only one thing but like what's important to me right now what do i need what what do i want and that can be like a quiet moment of joy drinking a cup of coffee Period. I love that. Yeah. I love you that. You go bungee jumping all the time, you know, for excitement. My, uh, I'll tell you a quick story about my grandfather who's never like, who's never raised his voice, not once. He's the smartest, most wise man I've ever known. He's 95 years old right now. And he's still got wow. all the senses about him and he's, you know, still doing his thing. And when I was, uh, when we were young, we snuck, we were staying at their house at my grandparents' house and we snuck out and uh, we came home and we knew that, you know, we had locked the door, right? But we had our shoes, me and my sister, we had our shoes in our hands, right? Trying to be quiet coming in. And when we went to unlock the door, the door was already unlocked. And when we walked in, my grandfather was standing right there and he saw us and he went, and then he like went to the other, you know, went back to his room and went to sleep. He didn't say a word, <laughs> like, you know, he just like gave us a look. And to this day, I remember that look. I've never felt so ashamed and so like a heart, like a, a worse person than in that moment. You know, no amount of screaming that my mom had ever done to me or that my father had ever done was as impactful as that one quiet look, you know, from, uh, from him so yeah I, I agree sometimes quiet is the most loud <laughs> and also if we want to put it into a positive situation if you just look at somebody and you say no word and you're just in deep love and connection that can be so beautiful too you don't so have to always say I love you I love you I love you I love you like just feeling it in quietness that's so powerful too yeah yeah, sometimes, you know, you talk too much and it's like the boy who cried wolf, right? The, the words get lost. They just stop meaning anything, you know? Um, I know that in my marriage, you know, I, I, every time we got into a fight, I, my, my response was, well, we'll just get divorced. We'll just get divorced. And for 14 years, every fight we had was, well, we'll just get divorced. You know, it didn't mean anything uh, by the time uh, you know, by the time it actually happened. So I, it was a big learning. And, um, you know, you really have to be careful, not only, well, you know, with your words in general, right? Like how you speak to other people and how you speak to yourself is 
is really important because uh, your word ultimately, at the end of the day, it's all you have, you know? So when you're just saying things that you don't mean and that you're never going to follow through with, it degenerates your own sense of self as much as it does your value in that relationship, you know? And so. vice versa again, right? You can you can just go up and up and up if you turn and try and, and change. That's yeah, the power exactly. And going so, both ways. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, I wonder what my relationship would have been like if instead of every time I said, well, fine, we'll just get divorced or, you know, something like that. If I would have said, we'll figure this out and, you know, we're going to work this out. Right. Different different, different. <laughs> sounds different different, sounds different. different. Yeah. feels different sounds different yeah yeah thank you so much for being here flora do you have like we have the mic here now like and the whole world can listen what is your message to the world oh god that's that's uh that's a big one big one yeah i mean i think my message to the world. Oh my God, Rania. This is so happy. <laughs> Just go for it. You had a lot of messages to the world already. But the final one um, is like, just, I'll, just do I'll it. Say, I'll say this. Um, I don't know if my, it's my message to the world, but more recently than not, I think that a lot of people are afraid of emotion. Um, and what I really try and get across in my, in my program is that, you know, the negative emotion and the positive emotion, it's all one thing, right? It's all emotion. So if you can create space for the negative emotion that we're all running from and we don't want to feel, you have that much more capacity for the positive emotion that will ultimately come, right? And it's all just a wave. It's all about really just learning to ride that wave up and down and, and allowing the experience rather than running away. Beautiful. Thank you so, so much for this hour. It went, it flew by and I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Flora. Thank you. It was such a pleasure being here and I really appreciate you having me. And can you tell like your TikTok handle and uh, we put everything into the show notes, but it's good to hear it here too. Yeah. Um, it's at, it's for TikTok. It's at redo R E D O underscore love L O V E on Instagram. It's at redo R E D O dot love. Um, and then my website is www.redo.love. So, uh, so yeah. The love is the love is the extension. Yeah. Perfect. Wow. So cool. Redo.love. Yep. This is your alarm for the next call, and we say yeah, goodbye. It was my, it was my affirmation. Okay. okay. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Have a great day. It's morning on your side and um, yes. I wrap up my day over here. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. This intro with Laura was just so interesting and so amazing. I hope you have a ton of takeaways for yourself. If you are in a relationship or if you are looking for love, I really love the, the essence. You are the one you're looking for. And that's what we do in the Joy Academy, right? You come home to yourself. You, you lead yourself back home and into your future, into your big vision with the compass, the Joy Compass you built yourself. So if you are looking for the one and you're really in focus on relationships of course go to flora and if you are looking for a holistic all life areas kind of redo <laughs> like like redo love redo life you are absolutely perfectly at home in the joy academy i wish you a glorious time as you know it's the second 
second to last. Like there will be two more interviews in this season of the podcast. And after that, I will take a break. I will be back for sure, but with a different, I think a different style. I have to redefine what I want to do with my podcast. It will be about joy. Don't you worry. It will be with absolutely fabulous people and persons like it was up until now. So um, enjoy the next two episodes and take care of you. And if you want to know more, check out the absolutely amazing show notes. My assistant Fiona always writes for these episodes. So check the show notes, check the resources Flora and I talked about, check her website out and go and check out the Joy Academy. Bye-bye. Have a great evening, day, wherever you are whatever time it is in your world. Bye.